Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fired. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to The Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is September 7th, 2020, and this is episode 472. I'm your host, John Harper, a.k.a. The Enforcer, and joining me this week is just one of our analysts, hailing from Indianapolis, Indiana, the bartender, Jonathan Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Harper? Uh, we are a little shorthanded this week, but, uh, you know, wanted to give some people the holiday off. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Although, they may have to record one later anyway. I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how bad of a job we do on this. <laughs> this may never see the light of day. <laughs> Uh, Shoutouts are in order. Tomorrow, buddy, is uh, our real host, Joey Gafrida's birthday. Shout out. Happy Shout birthday. Out. Uh, 32 years young, I think. <laughs> Sounds in the right <laughs> range. Sure. <laughs> uh, congratulations, buddy. Uh, you know, enjoy Another this. as you're wiser. Right. And, 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 uh, this pod is the only birthday gift you're getting from me, so enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, did just want to remind listeners that you can support the show every time you shop at Amazon. Just follow the link in show notes or go to our website, undebeatables.com, and follow the referral link. This week, um, I think we're just talking playoff basketball. There's plenty of it to go around. Oh, I thought we were just talking Joey's birthday. Okay. Okay, well, we can vamp on that for a while. <laughs> you know, it's a strange time to have a birthday during COVID. <laughs> Playoff basketball sounds way better. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> sounds good. Um, well, what's going on out there? Do you got a series that you're super into? I mean, I think the first one that we've got to discuss is uh, one that I don't think very many people saw coming. Uh, the Miami Heat are on the verge of uh, winning their series against the Milwaukee Bucks. They uh, they went up three nothing uh, since last we talked. It's amazing how quickly these um, these series happen when it's every other day, and um, and then lost in overtime uh, last night after Giannis had uh, gone out of the game. So um, you know, basically we're seconds away from sweeping this series against the, what was it, the number one offense, number one defense. I mean, they, they were the best team in the league all season long, and they've got the MVP in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, well, we, we don't know that he's the MVP yet, but we also but we do know he's the defensive player of the year. <laughs> yeah, and has not looked the part there either. 
No. Um, so, uh, Harper, is is this uh, a situation where the Miami Heat are this good and we went ahead and panic-fired Nate McMillan for no reason? Or is it that the Milwaukee Bucks are playing that bad? Well, first of all, after three years of hand-wringing, I, I don't consider that a, uh, you know... A hasty firing by any stretch. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Regardless of what happened in that series, um, I mean, we knew that the Bucks didn't look great playing in the bubble for whatever reason. It's not like they're missing Giannis. <laughs> I mean, he's right. there and he seems healthy, or at least he did until Game Three. Um, and we knew that the Heat were kind of giant killers, right? They they had a great record against all the top flight teams, East and West. Yeah. Um, however. Uh, this level of dominance against that team is a head scratcher. I mean, the Bucks just have things that they can do. They're long, they're rangy on defense. They can spread the floor with you know some three point shooting, and you know basically they just play a lot of perimeter and let Giannis go to the hole, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what's going on with them. They're not playing the defense that we're used to seeing from them. Um, Giannis has not looked aggressive in long stretches of this series. Uh, certainly, I mean, handed to the Heat, they they played great. They, you know, high activity defense. You know, they've always got a couple jerseys on you. Oh yeah. Um, but this shouldn't happen. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> there's there's been a lot of discussion about the 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 Miami Heat wall that they build especially on fast breaks that they have like three guys in front of Giannis so that he can't just you know get the ball out of the hoop on one end and just drive it into the to the other end as he is want to do um and that definitely is part of this it's definitely every um, team does that what's that every team does that they got that from sure. film it's not like they discovered it in a cave Oh no, I agree. I agree. And and right. uh, but it was, was they're, a, they're was certainly a, doing it more effectively. But like again, yeah. these are not new tricks. These are things that the Bucks know are coming. Sure. And the and the Bucks should have some answers for, um, and they currently don't. Uh, outside of Chris Middleton, who uh, looked amazing in Game Four uh, and dragged that team by himself um, to an overtime victory. Uh, he, I mean, he's a good player. They need more of him. He's a guy that they <laughs> count on. Yeah. I mean, I also uh, one of the games I was watching. I think it was the game three loss. Uh, they started going to uh, Brook Lopez, and he started having a lot of success. I thought, um, you know, beating up Miami down low. Um, you know, it, it could be that they just need to start going away from things that they're comfortable with, things that are working, and just sticking with them. Um, and another thing, another criticism of of uh, Coach Bud right now is that he's not playing his guys enough minutes, right? So, um, you know, these are essentially elimination games and he's playing both Giannis and uh, Middleton uh, like in the mid-30s per night instead of paying 45 minutes a night, Um, which, you know, which is what the Heat's doing with Jimmy Butler and, and, uh, you know, Bam Adebayo. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, Is this Bud just botching this and getting outcoached by um, Spolstra? I mean, he's definitely getting out, out coached, right? I yeah. mean, Miami's a small team, and the Bucks are huge. They're huge, yeah. Like, <laughs> they yeah. just they, they don't seem to be able to deal with, you know, the, the double teams and, you know, the way that they're collapsing in the paint. They're, they're not hitting three-pointers when they get the looks. The right. heat are super hot. Like, it's kind of a perfect storm, but... I mean, I guess, but I I don't know. The Bucks are just wildly underachieving here. I mean, you can't lose 
three straight and be, you know, one shot away from a sweep against a, you know, five seed if you're, you know, the most dominant team in the league for the regular season. Right. But I, I again, they've been terrible in the bubble. They're like seven and nine or something. Like they're just not a very good team right now. And I don't have very good answers. They dropped that first game against Orlando, and I think we were all like, "Oh, well." Once they, you know, swept them out after that, that completed the douchebag sweep. We were like, "Oh, they've righted the ship." But maybe this <laughs> Orlando's not a test of anything. It turns <laughs> <Right>. out. <laughs> but you you wonder if well, you know that that we were really seeing. Um, a, a, you know, a flaw. They weren't really actually able to write the ship against Orlando. <laughs> it's just Orlando's not that good. I don't know. Um, I, I think I think Miami is um, a very scary basketball team right now. Uh, with with Goran Dragic playing the way he is, um, Jimmy Butler playing with the confidence he is, uh, you know, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, these guys are playing with a great deal of confidence. They've got a a ton of length. Uh, they're playing on a string defensively. Um, they're sharing the basketball offensively. I mean, this this does feel like a team that got hot at the right time, mm-hmm. but it also feels like a really well prepared, really hungry team as well. Sure, and they are those things. I mean, yeah. You know, we'll we'll see how they fare against. You know, um, I, I mean, they're going to end up in the conference finals, right? So yeah, yeah, uh, they're going to end up either playing the defending champs or. <laughs> You know, uh, one of the better defensive teams in the league there as well, with a couple superstars. I mean, they're they're not going to be winning from a talent perspective yeah. next round for sure. Um, and with Giannis off the floor, they are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I we're just in like Bucks are not mentally tough territory right now. Like they're they're, they're just doing so few things well right now that it's just mm-hmm. like. It's just back to the drawing board. It's just you know you got to go to the you got to go do some soul searching. Uh, hopefully they can make a series out of this. Yeah. Uh, do you, what, what's your prediction here? Do you think that after this uh, overtime win, um, they can come back and gut out a, a couple more games and make this a seven game series? I mean, and, and give them themselves a chance to win. I mean, with Giannis, you know, uh, unhealthy, <laughs> banged I mean, up. Without Giannis, I would not put a lot of money on the Bucks taking this thing seven. Yeah, right. And so even with even with a healthy Giannis, it doesn't seem like that's the the direction the series is going. Uh, no, but you know, on some level, they've still shown themselves in large samples has to be the better, you know, the better basketball team in a lot of ways. So, I mean, they still got a chance to win every game with a healthy Giannis. I mean, I think that's true against pretty much any team in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of whether Eric Spolstra has their, you know, has their blueprint. But it it doesn't look like Giannis is very healthy. Besides Chris Middleton, I don't know. I don't know who's going to pull these guys out of the fire. A little, uh, little George Hill action? Uh, boy, boy, that's going to be... <laughs> it's going to be asking a lot out of George Hill. Yeah. So, a uh, uh, couple questions, I guess. If uh, the... The Bucks ultimately do lose this series. Um, do you fire Coach Bud? Do you put this on the coach, or do you say they were a player short, like they need, um, um, you know, another ball handler in the backcourt, or you know, um, I don't know. I mean, outside Bledsoe and George Hill are basically their two ball handlers. Do you need a better version of one of those guys? Um, 
I mean, do they, does Giannis need more help than just Chris Middleton? Uh, you know, all season long we've talked about, you know, their depth and their shooting and, uh, you know, and their, um, you know, with the Lopez brothers, their ability to go big versus go small. They seemed, we thought they had a really adaptable team. Um, but now it seems like maybe they're a piece short. I mean, they look, I mean, from a championship, they look about four pieces short right now <laughs> and a coach. I mean, and they're going to lose Giannis next year if they play like this. I mean, yeah, this team needs to do some serious soul searching or it's blown up. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not any more complicated than that. Yeah. They're going to have to trade him next year if they can't convince him that this team can play well around him or just make, you know, some monster trade that, you know, makes, makes him a believer. Um, but scary time if you're a Milwaukee fan, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So do you think Bud's gone? Uh, I mean, again, it really depends on where. He, this is all going to revolve around keeping Giannis. Okay. Right? So if Giannis I mean, that, loves Coach Bud. That's the only Bud goal and, that you yeah. have if you're the Bucks. If okay. you lose this series and hit the offseason. And probably, regardless of where you fall out, um, you know, short of winning a championship, you know, everything is going to be about keeping Giannis. Uh, well, I would like to shout out uh, the doctor, uh, Jason, who uh, actually picked Miami to win this series, and we all kind of laughed at him. But uh, he didn't—he didn't pick it in five; he picked it in seven. Yeah, I don't know if we <laughs> laughed at him. <laughs> yeah, we ridiculed him, made him feel really bad. That's why he's not here this week. That's right. He's licking his wounds. <laughs> so we are so cruel. Well. <clears throat> Revenge best served cold. <laughs> That's right. Uh, as far as uh, the other series that are, are going on, um, they're all pretty interesting, actually. Um, the um, the uh, Boston Raptors series has been a delight to watch. Boston wins the first two, and you're going, uh-oh, here we go. Um, and uh, then... Yeah. I mean, you're going, oh, no, when they're down three with a half a second left in game three. I mean, and they get a Hail Mary cross-court skip pass to OG Ananobi, who cans a three with Jalen Brown about two inches from blocking the thing. I mean, that series should basically be done. I mean, they were done, Yeah, but for that shot. So for those that didn't see Game Three, I, I'll I'll just link highlights to it because it's it's so worth watching. Um, but with with um, uh, let's see, uh, Boston goes up two with 0.5 seconds left on a amazing dime from Kimball Walker um, to yeah, nice uh, Tyus who just uh, slams it, and you're like, oh, the game's over. It was beautiful. Um, you know what a what a way to win that game and and close out the series essentially. You know if you go up three no nil it's it's pretty much over. And then sure as hell enough you got Kyle Lowry being guarded by seven six Taco Fall and just on throws the inbound, a yeah yeah on the inbound throws a perfect rainbow pass. You're right across the court <laughs> to a uh, OG Ananobi who's sort of kind of wandered off from the defense, right? You watch him. He just kind of walks along the baseline. He doesn't make any big cuts. Maybe nobody will notice him. And sure enough, he's by himself and has... And if that pass isn't just perfectly in his shooting pocket, if he has to move a little bit to grab it, then time runs out. But it hits him right where he needs it. He shoots it, goes... He gets it out of his hand in time, uh, hits the three-pointer and win the game. 
unbelievable finish. Going to be, um, you know, it's got to go down as one of the greatest finishes of all time. Uh, definitely in Raptors history for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely amazing. And uh, gave them a little momentum, and now they've tied this series up two two, and it's anybody's series. So, um, I picked uh, the Raptors in the series because I I felt like their uh, championship medal, uh, their experience was at some point going to, uh, um, outweigh the, uh, great coaching and great play from their young Boston's young players. Um, and I still think that, um, and if that, if it turns on that play in, in that, that, that OG and an OB, uh, three point shot, um, that definitely will go down in history, uh, even more I so. Mean. There's three. There, there's championship medal, and then there's just luck. <laughs> <laughs> the Raptors are very lucky to be where they are right now. Yes. They have yeah. not played well enough to be tied two-two in this series. So they're going to have to actually improve and, and, and carry this forward in order to put Boston down. That's a really good team they're playing. It is a very good team. Yeah, but and, it's an excellent series, so they can yeah. go beat the hell out of each other. Looking forward to that one going long. Yeah. Jalen Brown, very good. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about Jason Tatum, but Jalen Brown has been really good. Yeah. Uh, and we're still looking for um, a Marc Gasol sighting, right? He's just looked a little little slow in this series. I mean, and uh, he is slow. <laughs> I thought he had uh, such an impact on them, uh, you know, helped – you know, bring them a championship last year. Um, and uh, his veteran savvy, I was uh, hoping at some point comes through outside of just looking just really slow and broke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, him and Brooke Lopez can get together and get it figured out. <laughs> We're heading out to the West. A um, couple of interesting series there. So the Rockets coming off their game seven victory down the Lakers and game one definitely a surprising result there um in the sense that <laughs> lots of people probably wanted la to sweep them but you know as we talked about that's probably wishful thinking this rocket team they do get hot mm-hmm. um and and they definitely gave the lakers everything they could handle uh for sure. rondo back in the lineup now for the lakers uh what do you what do you see happening there well, you know, uh, I you know I didn't pick the sweep on LA because uh, by LA because uh, the Rockets uh, I think are especially if you don't play them very often uh, such a change of pace team you know um, they all they do is shoot threes. In fact, one of the, the criticisms of their last series was that uh, you know the Thunder were giving them wide open twos and they just refused to take them because that's not their philosophy. Um, you either go to the basket or you shoot a three and, um, and they play really small, you know, their tallest guy on the floor is like six, seven. And I think, you know, especially when you're a Lakers team and you're, you're one of the teams, one of the few teams in the league that plays big, um, you know, it's going to throw you off a little bit and they can just get hot from the range. And James Harden is amazing. So I always thought this series was going to be hard for the Lakers. Um, I didn't think it would get five. Yeah, but I didn't think it was going to get away from them, is all I'm saying. So, and it's still possible that the Lakers win this at five. Uh, most yeah. likely six, though. They they looked they looked much more dominant. They used their size uh, in game two, um, and um, you know Harden had a I don't know pedestrian twenty seven points. You know, so 
Uh, you know, Harden does, definitely needs to be, you know, in the upper 30s probably to steal another game from L.A. Yeah. I did pick the Lakers in four because you guys were all over five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, Ron, getting Rondo back actually helps him out a lot. He was canning threes last game. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah uh, he put up t- t- <clears throat> 10 points, nine assists. I, don't, I mean, I don't expect a three-point shooting to continue, but just right. having a playmaker out there not named LeBron is 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 huge for them. They need somebody to take some pressure off AD. They're still a little shorthanded, especially defensively on the perimeter. Yeah, um, and, and Rondo's a guy who, you know, at least in his past, uh, was an elite uh, perimeter defender. And I think as he's, uh, his career has gone on, maybe that's um, – not quite his mo anymore, but I think he could still reach back into the grab bag and, and pull out some defensive stops. Yeah, or LeBron can reach into his grab bag and <laughs> pull out some stops. <laughs> People yeah, play for nice LeBron. To, yeah, and it's nice to have an extra body on on these, you know, on Westbrook and, and Harden for sure. I mean, the the play that they were getting out of Caruso was just outrageous. Mm-hmm. I mean, just outrageous in that first series. And, hey, he's been excellent in this series, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> poor. that. But that kid needs some help, and Rondo's that guy. So I, I really do think he makes that team quite a bit better. And, yeah. you know, the Lakers understand, you know, just get better every game and, and keep, keep working and grinding. And, you know, I, I think they're unfortunately still in very good shape. Yeah, there's a there's a thing about uh, the LeBron feel out game in game one. Like he he oftentimes loses the first game in a series, um, and and inevitably the media freaks out and goes, "Oh no, here we go! It's the end of LeBron's run and all this stuff." And then you know he always almost always figures it out. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't uh, not go to the finals very often. <laughs> it's true. So well, uh, you you still have you still have that one in four, do you, Harper? Yeah, yeah I still love it. <laughs> uh, but this one gets wrapped up pretty quick, right? Uh, the Rockets have another win in them. Maybe take it to six. Yeah, probably. I mean, at this point, you would obviously say six is the odds-on number, right? But yeah, yeah. It I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see it go seven. Okay. Yeah, for sure it would. And and we love interesting here on the pod, so we'll root for that. Right. And we love rooting against L.A. and Houston. So At the same time, right. I think we're that'll in be, trouble here. One of them's coming out. That'll be the whoever shits the bed hardest game. Yeah, double DQ. I, I, I'm not betting on that for a LeBron team. <laughs> and the final series we got out west, uh, the Nuggets downed the Jazz in seven, a surprising turnaround in that series after being down <laughs> being down 3-2. Yeah. Um, and and managed to carry that thing out. What a hell of a series that was, by the way. My goodness, yeah. The the last game was um, just really uh, low scoring, um, bad offense, good Both defense. Both those teams were exhausted. Yeah. They were exhausted. Uh, also, I mean, it's a game seven. Everything's super tense. Uh, but it still went. It was still a two point game. You know, uh, it was seventy to sixty eight. Uh, went down to um, who 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 took the final shot on that. Um, for the Jazz, it wasn't uh, Mitchell. Oh, oh, it was Conley. 
Yeah, finally got it. He had to uh, run. He actually had a pretty good run at it. There was like three seconds on the clock. He's running, and and he uh, you know full speed pulls up and it rims out. I mean it was it was almost halfway down um, to win that series. It could have. Um, it wasn't a great shot. No, it was not a great shot. But there was no or time a great on the clock. Look, I should say. Yeah, they had they had uh, they had no more timeouts, and so they had to just run it up the court. Um, but he had a you know like I said. He got a pretty good shot off, even though it wasn't ideal, and it almost went down for him. And of course, yeah. uh, this this uh, pot always roots for Mike Conley, so too bad to not see yeah. that one go down. Uh, I don't root for anything in Utah, so Mike Conley can <laughs> suck it. <laughs> oh, get traded, but, Mike Conley, yeah. so we can root for you again. Truly a great series. I mean, a two guys going against each other scoring 50 multiple times. I mean, just, yep. Yep. I mean, just amazing basketball played in that series for sure. Um, I figured Jamal they Murray might have... like went 40, yeah. 40 and 50 in like three games in a row. I mean, it was just insane. Yeah. He's just, just totally bananas. Um, yeah. The Nuggets definitely haven't been able to put it all together yet coming out of that series. Um, you know, I, I thought they were maybe in a different place than they were after the postseason that they had last year. But Jokic still hasn't, at least going into this series, hadn't looked great. It was basically all Jamal Murray going nuts. They did get a little help back. I think they get – did they get Gary Harris back? Or uh, Will Barton? They did, yes, One of the they, two. Yeah, yes, they got, the they got Gary Harris back. Right, exactly. They got Gary Harris back. For, they got for Gary sure. Harris back. So that definitely helps them. Um the Clippers dispatched them easily in their first game in this series. Yeah. But the Nuggets was, obviously were exhausted coming off a seven-game right. series. So um, why you don't did want you to go st- down to one, you can't put too much stock into it. Did you see that clip, the Scott Van Pelt interview with uh, Jamal Murray after uh, after the game? And uh, and Scott Van Pelt goes, hey, man, you guys all look you know pretty tired out there. Like, uh, how's it feel to, to play, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, in two days or whatever? And he goes... And, and Jamal Murray, like, just looks in the ca- camera, and it looks like he's going to cry. And he's like, I thought we got two days off. <laughs> yeah, nope. Mike Malone did not share that with his team. <laughs> no, he did not. He was like, hey, if you win this series, you get two days off, <laughs> yeah, guys. Two days off. <laughs> Lies. Lies. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, but luckily, the Nuggets tough. did come back in game two and even that thing up. And hopefully this it will did. be a series. And it looks good Nuggets doing it. a fun team to watch, man. I mean, you know, they were up 20 most that game. I mean, I think the final oh, score, they, they only them. win by nine. But, yeah. Um, and Jokic had a fantastic game with 26 and 18 uh, for assists. Yeah. So. The Clippers are just a head-scratcher of a team sometimes. Like, you just, you know. People talk about the two Denver teams, you know. You know, which right. one's going to show up. But, right. I mean, this Clipper team's not that different, right? I mean, sure. you know, some nights they've got it all going and some nights they just don't. Yeah. Um, playoff P, you know, if you're going to depend on him to get you through. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if as your team goes, or if as Paul George goes, so goes your team, you need to get rid of Paul George. We know how that one turns out. <laughs> we know how that one turns out. We've got firsthand experience from that. Been there, done it. Kawhi D does need some help, though. So um, if if playoff P I can mean, give him anything, they tend to win. But uh, they also have Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell and yeah, a whole Morris. host of other guys who can score yeah, yeah. the rock. So right. Ooh, uh, did we mention the Montrez Harrell won uh, Sixth Man of the Year? Because you know, uh, no, because it's fake news. 
<laughs> I mean, you're right. I just made that up. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> Should go to the Clippers. I mean, I get that. Right. Right. But why not Lou Williams again? I don't know. Just give it to the Clippers. They've got the sixth man, whoever that person is. Uh, so how do you see this one going now that it's split 1-1 in the bubble? Do you think the Clippers still taking this, uh, bringing this one uh, home? Or or um, you, you seem excited about the Nuggets, especially with Jamal Murray playing this well. I mean, I really like the Nuggets. I don't yeah. think that they're good enough to beat the Clippers. Um, yeah. You know, if, if both of these teams are playing their best games, you know, the, the Clippers should still be able to do a pretty good job clamping down on them. Um, I mean, it's going to be tough for Jamal Murray every night to have to face, you know, as good a job as he did in game two, <laughs> abusing Paul George. Um, right. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll take that personally and come back and, and give as good as he gets, especially at the defensive end. So, yeah, unfortunately, I still like the Clippers to win it, but. Okay, I th- I think I picked uh, Clippers in six. Is that right? Uh, five. Five. Ooh, I pick six. Okay, well that sounds that seems a little bit closer to reality. We'll see. Yeah. Well, again, we'll hope for a seven game series there because. Yep. Why not more basketball? That's right. I, I would love all these series to go seven. Why not? Yep. Uh, any uh, any coaching news? Hmm. Is there? Well, I mean, not in Indiana, I suppose. But <laughs> Steve Nash is off the board. Steve Nash is off the board. I didn't realize he was on the board. No one is... did. <laughs> uh, he's he's now going to be the coach of the Brooklyn Nets. That is uh, a thing that happened. How do you feel about this, Harper? Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, he just—he's a good guy. He's a Hall of Famer. He, you know, I, he's well respected. I, he just doesn't have any coaching experience, right? So right. it's one of those things where you've just got to make so many judgments based upon an interview. Um, and I'm not sure if I trust that organization yet to be able to <laughs> to to figure that out. Um. But, you know, I'm excited for Steve Nash. Good for him. Yeah. Well, and uh, they are doing the thing that you're supposed to do with a coach with no experience. You, you, you start building a, a, a really good assistant coaching staff around him. Um, they uh, went ahead um, and kept Jacques Vaughn. Um, he will be the highest paid assistant coach in the league. So uh, he's off the board uh, for the Pacers, most likely, as Sweet. a head coach. <laughs> um, there is some rumor that uh, this was basically just Durant loves Steve Nash. I mean, of course. Him. This yeah. is all about Durant and Kyrie. I mean, that's how all their decisions get made, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know if that's good for the organization. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, it could be that that uh, you know, we know he's got a good sense of offense. I mean, he played in, you know. Um, seven seconds or less, uh, Phoenix Suns. He's, uh, you know, was, you know, one of the top point guards in the history of the game. So he understands how offense works. Um, you know, probably needs a, probably needs a defensive specialist on his team. Probably. Probably. <laughs> and Steve Nash is an interesting guy because he wasn't, he didn't come into the league as a superstar, right? He's no. One of those no, guys that 
D'Antoni sort of got a hold of and just unlocked all this like unfound potential at some point. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess my, my question is, I don't know how versatile Steve Nash is okay. going to be as a coach. Okay. Um, but again, super good guy, very smart point guard. Um, is he our only Canadian coach? Do we have other Canadian coaches? Uh, isn't, oh, I was going to say, <clears throat> I was going to say Nick Nurse is Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, maybe he's got his dual citizenship now. Um, I, no, I, I'm, I'm going to root for, for Nash, uh, but I won't root for the Brooklyn Nets. Screw yeah, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to yeah. parse that one. So I'm officially <laughs> rooting against Nash. This is the last day that I'm rooting for Nash. Uh, we did mention last week that uh, Brett Brown got fired, right? I think so, um, but our fans didn't care. Right. <laughs> That's right. Um, lots, of, uh, lots of open um, uh, coaching positions in the NBA right now. Um, I'm not sure that Houston's going to be one of those, though. I mean, don't you think that uh, uh, them getting out of that first round, um, that they might uh, re-sign uh, Mike D'Antoni moving forward? I mean, the rumor mill says that the top pro- their top priority in the offseason is re-signing D'Antoni. So, okay. um, I think if you weren't happy with them, you wouldn't let that run around. I mean, right. you know, you would say something less than it's our top priority. <laughs> See, <laughs> right? we'll, so, we'll look at it when the season's over is what you'd right, say. Right, right. Yeah, you yeah, give yeah, some yeah. sort of, you know, politic answer, not, oh, yeah, we're, we're all the chips are in on this dude. I, right. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't see him going anywhere. But I never had much hope that even if he wasn't there, he was coming to us. I mean, right. he goes to Philly or Chicago or New York or something, right? Yeah. Although, New York hired somebody too, didn't they? Yeah, they got Tom Thibodeau. They got Thibodeau. Tibbs? Should have held out for D'Antoni. <laughs> They've already done the D'Antoni thing. They didn't like it, remember? Oh, and but they're going to love Thibodeau? Because he's such a people person. <laughs> oh boy, I I just love the shit show that is the Knicks. Just makes yeah. me so happy all the time. <laughs> you know, it, these are some dark days here in 2020. Um, and when I'm feeling real blue, I just think about the Knicks, and yeah. uh, makes me feel a little bit it's better. Nice to have some comic relief. That's right. Uh, did Did you have any uh, coaches that occurred to you this week that you want the paces to consider no you know i mean i you know i think i made the argument that i'd love to have a, a hall of fame coach um that nobody's ever heard of you know and we'll just we'll just put them on the the, the team for um six to ten years mm-hmm. like they did um with uh, brad stevens um that would be ideal um i'm not really interested in um the you know the coaching carousel that happens right i mean the, the nba has 30 t- spots and they tend to pass around like 35 guys, you know, and I'd like to step outside that and, you know, find somebody on the, on the rise. So I think I'm still with that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not anxious for a D'Antoni or, or um, some Van Gundy's or anything like that. Um, so um, I, I don't have a specific name for you, but you, you, you want somebody, you want a hall of fame coach that no one's ever heard of. Yep, that's what I want. Okay. That could cool. be here for the long term. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> How long is Chris Paul going to play basketball? Oh, man. 
do you really want him to be your coach? I mean, I hate Chris Ball, but I think yeah. he'd be pretty good at it. He's, I'm sure he's, yeah, I'm sure he'd be a very good <laughs> uh, what's, um What's Peyton Manning doing right now? <laughs> he's uh, drinking champagne in a hot tub okay. somewhere in Denver. But yeah, I mean, uh, there's, you know, there's no way. I don't think Reggie wants to give up his Cush uh, uh, TV gig to come coach. It's too hard. I mean, I'm sure that he would if we asked him. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, baby Al, I'm just looking for some <laughs> some, some ex Pacer love. Bender. Bender. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, I'm anxious to hear um, this, you know, as the search, uh, you know, maybe we get a, a short list um, at some point, or maybe it'll just come out of nowhere. But yeah, should be interesting. Yeah. It's got to be. We seem to be taking our time doing it, which is interesting because. Well, I mean, coaching search has got to be weird in COVID times, right? Yeah. A lot of Zoom calls. A lot of Zoom calls. Yeah hard to wine and dine anybody that way for sure for sure <laughs> yeah you get them it's like awesome doordash you, yeah exactly with doordash you a filet <laughs> <laughs> and a lobster sure sounds good and then like when they have to like they're like all right we just want you to uh, talk about your uh, philosophy and like you better hope that they have a whiteboard at their house you know so they can like, just, right. just draw some stuff up who knows exactly Oh dear. Well, um, you got anything else? I do not. Um, oh, can we get an update on uh, where our uh, our uh, guesses are from the playoff predictions? I don't I know like why to, I'm asking. I like, just I like to call them predictions and not guesses. It's like I rolled <laughs> okay. a die. Okay, our playoff predictions. I it just I don't know why I'm <laughs> thinking of it. It just seems like something we should keep the you know the fans updated on. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, I I know why you wanted uh, wanted to hear about it because you thought briefly that you were ahead of Joey after having nailed the final two series in the East. However, Joey also got points for those. So uh, after round one, Joey is in the lead with ten. Uh, how the Johns are in second at nine, and uh, Jason has some work to do with six. Okay. Ooh, a six. Man, he's running out of time. There's not that many series left. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how many you nail. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Um, there is plenty he, of time. He did uh, pick Miami, which the rest of us did not, and so he's going to uh, pick at least uh, a point up for that, assuming this one goes to Miami, which I am assuming. Yeah, I think that's a safe assumption. They have shown us nothing that would suggest the contrary. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, and uh, fans of the show uh, will be listening most likely tomorrow. Uh, there will be games. Uh, see, the Raptors in Boston are playing today and the Clippers and the Nuggets. So you'll have a little bit more information than we have. Uh, that's just the nature of how these series are going right now. Basketball all the time. Well, thank you, fans, for listening. You can find us at The Undebeatables on Twitter, facebook.com slash The Undebeatables, theundebeatables.com. And please review us wherever you find us online.
And we've got t-shirts. <laughs> For our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sick Leonard, now in the Hall of Fame. God, I cannot... You know, you, you spend, Jason nailed it last week. I don't know what you're doing. I, 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 you know, but he hasn't done it once a week or twice a week for the last eight years or something. It's it's going to be tough for me to get out of this habit. All right, let me try this one more time. For our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sicklinard, turn out the lights. The party's over.